So how, on God's gray earth, did this... And this And even this Become this. podcast where we take a closer look at that one album in an artist's discography that sticks out like a sore thumb. It may be their best album, it may be their worst album, but either way, it's that one album where the artist was so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Just a heads up, we are on iTunes, or Apple Podcasts as it is called now, and if you give us a rating and a reviewing and a subscribing, we would appreciate that because we have people listening, but nobody's saying they like us or even <laughs> that they hate us. So um, anyway, this week on the panel, we have Logan Renard, Matthew Marr, and we have a special guest, um, local Prince expert and drummer for a number of local rock bands, including... Ground Above Zero and the Gons, uh, Kelly Prestridge. Say, and, and the inactivists. And the inactivists. <laughs> Say hi to the people or person. Hi, person. All right. Hi, because, hi, hi honey. Wait. <laughs> she said so we're she getting, would listen. Well, she, she said that. You know, I've had a lot of people say they'd listen. <laughs> say they'd and listen. I appreciate them at least lying to me. I appreciate you guys having me. This is fun. Yeah. I've been listening to a bunch of the podcasts, and I'm really, really excited to be here. So this is uh, week four of All Instrumental April, and we had to bring in our Prince expert because... Um, Keep this saying w- that. <laughs> well, of all the people I know, your Prince knowledge... Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> ...equals about everyone else total. <laughs> Granted, I don't know a lot of people, but, you know, still. Um, we're going to be discussing the 2003 album News, or N-E-W-S, I... I Assume you just say news. I think you just say news. Yeah. It seems like less of a mouthful. <laughs> Mr. Nelson wouldn't, you know, <laughs> right. make us give us a, a, a hard or impossible to pronounce thing. No, 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 or, never. Or anything to do yeah. with his music. Yeah. Well, well, this this no. one this one actually makes more sense, being an acronym: News North 
east, west, south. Four tracks. Four, yeah. tracks. four tracks. Just like the last album we yeah. listened to, it's yeah. four tracks. Four each tracks. track about, well, this case, exactly 14 exactly minutes. Exactly 14 Last minutes, week, yeah. there were like 15 to 16 minutes, so... Mm. Roughly the side of an album. Yeah. 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 I don't know if this ever came out on vinyl. I'm, I don't believe it did, no. I was no. going to say 2003 seems unlikely. Yeah. It barely came out on CD, but yeah, it, it from did. what I understand, they had only sold like 30,000 yeah. copies. Yeah, that's what I heard. Only. The, the yeah, lowest, well, I was going to say, yeah. still better than, again, everyone I know combined. <laughs> but <laughs> it may be his Prince's lowest selling right, record. Right, Prince's lowest selling record that was released. Well, followed by one of his, his highest... Right. Uh, Selling because of some sneaky shit. He but, said, "Oh well, yeah, watch this." This was uh, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know. There's that sort of the one for me, one for them theory. This yeah, was definitely yeah. the uh, mm-hmm. the one for for Prince album. So what was that story? Which is uh, that's the musicology, musicology album and yeah. tour. Where um, I mean, we're heading into kind of the death of CDs, and yes. you know, we're peak peak Napster. Yep. Or, I mean, I think they're maybe just shutting that shit down, but people are realizing that, oh, oh yeah, if they don't want to pay for music and art and movies and stuff, they don't absolutely don't have to, yeah, and nobody's stopping to. them. And so record sales are dropping like hell. And so Prince, who's been pretty inactive for a while, like he had a big, you know, he had like eight or ten years of just not really doing much, puts this new band together, um, and this instrumental album is kind of like a teaser for... The upcoming album, which was the uh, musicology, the album, and the tour, um, and uh, what he did was he, in a little like uh, cardboard digipack CD, you got a CD with your ticket if you bought a ticket to this concert, and um, and they kept all because they were selling tickets, they kept all the receipts and counted those as. CD Do- sales. documented yep. you know album sales everybody else was like wait a minute that's not fair and because <laughs> prince is a badass motherfucker who hasn't toured in a while yeah, these things was sold like... out like gangbusters i paid like 220 dollars or something to sit behind a pole at the in the nosebleeds <laughs> but you well, got a cd it was a big and, <laughs> it, and it was one of the, it's still like top five concerts i've ever seen oh, yeah. in my life it was incredible well this was like his first concert since you know sort of abandoning his audience for jehovah's witnessing and uh right being yeah. generally the rainbow children yeah, yeah a little less accessible he had been deliberately difficult for a number of years and this was him finally saying okay i will go out and play the hits even if they are you know the musical satan's prophets or whatever and <laughs> he so did change the excited. lyrics to a lot of things he, he did but he yeah. still he found he at least played them as opposed to the last yeah. few tours which were at least he played them yeah, kind of. Yeah, but you can still fuck to it. Right, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got this Sounds instrumental is... album, and you can still <laughs> yeah. fuck to well, it. Well, you know, art, artists often change lyrics Maybe one as track, time goes but, on. You know. <laughs> or as their memory goes, yes. Yeah, I'm not a lyrics guy. Yeah, know? I'm not a lyrics guy. I don't need to listen. <laughs> Hence all instrumental. I don't know if I can make it through one track, but yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> but yeah, so that was, that was some sneaky shit, and actually pretty cool, Did and uh, uh, you know, just another, I mean... Yeah. Prince is almost, he's one of those cats who's almost playing like the Miles Davis game where he's like defining what's cool, kind of starting the arms race for faster, louder, more complicated, better, and then abandoning whatever that aesthetic <laughs> is, you know, undefeated and moving on to something else bef- when, you know, everybody else who's trying is like hot on his heels. So that's really cool. And the fact that he had such a goddamn long career <laughs> doing exactly that is awesome. So. Did you know that um, he had a like a 
concert movie uh, around that time too that you could buy tickets to and go see in in the theaters. Oh, um, like a simulcast yeah, kind and of you, thing. Yeah, you also got a CD there too. Yeah, and standing in line at the movie theaters, you get a CD. So I have like three copies of that damn CD. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's it's great. not bad. Yeah. yeah, I hand them out to people who uh, you need. You need to hear musicology. Yes. This band is fantastic, by the way. This oh, drummer, yeah, the drummer, and the bass player on this album are awesome. I when I saw. John Blackwell, yeah, and the bass player. And rest in peace, man. Yeah, rest in peace. Can't believe he died last year. Died young, I think. Um, and uh, uh, Rhonda Smith is playing right, bass. Smith. And uh, um, when I saw them on this tour, it was awesome because there was like, you know, all everybody in the band had like a ten minute solo, right? And the Rhonda Smith thing was just jam packed with like. Stanley Clark and Jocko, and you know all this really obscure like fusion crap. And I was just like a pig in shit, man. I was like, this is cool. That was exactly the music that I was like, you know, digging on at the time. Did and you see it at the Pepsi Center? I saw it at the um, the MCI Center in oh. D.C. Oh, there you go. It was in the round, too. So it's just yeah. in the middle. And he just ran. They all just ran around the stage. It was beautiful. Well, something mm-hmm. since we're going to dig way into like lots of wanky musicianship. <laughs> that is probably definitely. Uh, yes. Which this band is, you know, like I said, they definitely come from like a fusion-y pedigree. Uh, John Blackwell's like considered one of the the like, you know, uh, um, most badass kind of uh, um, modern gospel drummers. Um, right. Yeah, that's his background. And uh, but just this incredibly musical band. But at this on that tour, I don't know about when you saw him, but the encore or even you know planned encore, you know, almost an, a full hour of the show. Was after the band left the stage, Prince came out yep. and sat on a stool with an acoustic guitar and played like shit from Purple Rain for an hour. Yep. And it was <laughs> somehow more intense than with the huge, the huge band, shredding yeah. band you playing. Didn't, I hits. didn't expect that either. And, yeah, um, and I was like, who the fuck does that? <laughs> who can do that? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to, um, in the, the 90s, you know, after I moved back to Denver. Look, the Prince wasn't, uh, you know, obviously I knew about Prince, not on my radar at all, knew absolutely nothing about him. Uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, Tom Mick, he was um, kind of, I'm not sure what you call it exactly, he was like a local roadie, you know, so bands come into town and then he does all the, oh, you, nice. you know, like the hauling and all the hauling and stuff, setting it. up and all that kind of stuff. And I was just asking about people who he who he thought were, were really cool. And the first thing he said was Prince. And, and this is, you know, and, and he's like a punk rocker, my friend that is, you know, a metal guy, you know, wears the leather pants and all that. And I was like, Prince? What, Prince? And, and uh, he's like, he goes, you would not believe, uh, believe how professional they were, how nice they were. And he said they played um, a long show and then invited everyone that helped work with them over to this uh, club here in Denver on Broadway called The Church. And they showed up after hours and played for another five or six hours right. at the church. And, and you know, and yeah. so it's like he's like, a, uh, you know, a, a, he just said he couldn't imagine how cool that was. And then, um, uh, not to get us in trouble or anything, but uh, I ask any bad ones. He goes, Michael Bolton. <laughs> eh, seems appropriate. <laughs> so. Kind of a jerk. <laughs> I will get to Michael Bolton's yeah. instrumental album any day. But now. anyway, I just wanted what little I know about Prince. I just wanted to you know throw that out there that uh, that that um, it's it's not just about being a rock star. It's really about the music. The dude loved music. I mean, just exactly what you're talking about. He's famous for on these big mega tours, playing like not stopping a three or four hour show. Well, well, showing up at the venue, having the shit set up, doing like a two hour sound check. Going and hanging out for a couple of hours, 
going back to the thing, playing the show for four hours with multiple encores, you know, lots of it, just him singing and playing. Um, and getting, you know, going right from there back to the, the hotel for a, a costume change only to go play in some club or a jam or something until like three in the morning just to do it over again. Like the dude loved music. He loved playing music. He loved hanging around people who were making music and I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Whatever kind of music you're into, like it's impossible not to really have <laughs> some respect for. Yeah. Yeah. You the, know, the, the digital like album that. before this, speaking to your point about uh, sound checking, he, it was called C note and I think it was digitally uh, released um, to the MPG Music Club, which I have to admit I never was a member. Well, the internet was <sighs> still a little. <laughs> uh, I don't think I had a computer in '03. I don't yeah. remember. Anyway, uh, he recorded a bunch of his sound checks and then released them on a live album. Um, and it's C note for Copenhagen, Nagoya, Osaka, Tokyo. So kind of the same thing as News is doing in Northeast West South. An acronym. Yeah, an acronym for the uh, cities that they were recorded in. And, well, there uh, you go. Yeah, an empty room, which is not a city, but it's a, a cover of one of his 80s songs that he put on there. So, yeah, it's, he really loved to just record everything. He, he just loved to play. He just, well, and, and he's I gone think way it's, too soon, damn it. Well, and that does bring up the fact that he died around the same time as David Bowie. Mm -hmm. Sort of cemented the fact that, in my mind, the two of them were always very similar. Yeah? In the fact that, you know, they had this long, varied career with lots of different stages in it. But by the time I was aware of them, they'd already been through like eight <laughs> right. personas, yeah. and it all just seemed like the same thing to me. I, you know, listened to David Bowie and like, well, is this Berlin trilogy or is this Ziggy Stardust <laughs> right. or you know, yeah, Thin White Duke? Kind of yeah. So you know, if levels you, of his if career, you paid yeah. attention from the beginning, you would see that he's done a lot of different things. Yeah. If you get in towards the end, then it all just sort of sounds like. Prince, well, which is why I need you here because right. yeah. you can guide me through this. Yeah. Like, I don't know. No, this is when he was doing funk as opposed mm -hmm. to psychedelic or he was whatever. Still, he was still reinventing himself. He went out like as strong as he ever was, man. He oh, was, yeah. He toured like a week no. before or something. He was I mean, in Atlanta, his last yeah, show. I mean, and Bowie, I mean, yeah, had that last tour and that last album, yeah. which is like a fantastic. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, they both kind of went a out. Great like, point, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they sort of define themselves by showing different sides of themselves right. nice. over uh, the course of their careers. So, and, and the kind of creation of these very personal, to be sure, but characters that they would yeah. embody. Yeah, very, not cartoonish, but definitely, you know, a, a persona apart from who they really are. So, well, should we dig into the album itself? Because um, this is not a side of Prince that got a lot of airplay. Um, it didn't. No singles were released. Um, well, how would you yeah, release a single? 14 minute long. Uh, I'm just going to say A <laughs> yeah. side, B side, that's half the album. Yep. <laughs> I, oh, never mind. Uh, I assume the first one is North because they go in some hey, order. Matt, hold on a second. Hey, uh, real quick, the uh, I have a another uh, podcast recommendation regarding Prince and all this stuff. There's a oh, fantastic yes. interview with uh, Susan Rogers, who was um, one of Prince's uh, uh, engineers for a really long time on the Tape Op podcast. Oh, yeah, it's very good. And it's very good, and she's, I mean, she's one of my musical heroes from a technical you know, standpoint, and she produced uh, Sign of the Times and Purple Rain and a lot of really classic, awesome Prince stuff. And there's, if you want to know more about the, the guy, more than we could get into today, just listen to that. It's the Tape Op podcast and the Susan Rogers episode. It's awesome. <laughs> 
is uh, this is live as fuck and probably first takes all around. It was like, recorded in one day, February sixth, two thousand three. This is the like the level he expected his bands to be in for for soundcheck and shit, you know. So would you say this album is essentially just a rehearsal or a warm up for the band that's going to go out with Musicology tour he, and album? He's he's letting them flex. Interesting. He's, he's yeah. like yeah. getting yeah. them. He's, he's swinging some dick with his other. badass band. <laughs> yeah, man. like there he really go. is. I wonder if any of this was written or if this was just like, hey, play this bass part or oh, hell no. we'll I think just this, go. Yeah, this doesn't feel very composed by oh. any stretch. And uh, man, Rhonda Smith, that's an, that is an active jazz bass. That is <laughs> yeah, an active geez. jazz bass deluxe. Yeah. Uh, I really, she played these really like stock as, I mean, a fancy stock Fender, but a stock Fender. You could go get one at Guitar Center for like 1400 bucks or something when this came out and... They just played the whole tour, and for about, you know, a dozen years of her career during and after this with those, and yeah, envelope filter sounds cool, and man, yeah, this is, uh, and, and again, who's the woodwind player? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I got that. <laughs> Damn. Their keyboard player was a badass on this tour. I'm not sure if the same person played I think. Her, I think it, it, it seems to me there probably was. Eric Leeds. Oh, that's not tenor and baritone sax. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Do they have more than one horn player? No, no, it just looks like Eric Leeds. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Piano and synthesizers, Renato Nito. Renato Nito. Cool. Nito. Neto. <laughs> Eric Leeds, uh, tenor and baritone on saxophone. Written as misspelled saxaphone on the first printing of the album. I don't know if you guys knew that. I'm surprised there was a second printing. Yeah, yeah. they reprinted it because saxophone was spelled wrong. No, if they put the A larger or something, yeah. <laughs> you knew it would have been a princism. Right, yes. saxophone. Saxophone. The saxophone. The saxophone. Yeah. I, I think there had to have been, I could be completely wrong. I think, though, that there probably were at least some loose arrangements going on. Or maybe in the studio conducting by Prince. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. what he was credited as, not writing, but conducting. Yeah. I'm not sure technically how that... I think works as far as uh, copyright goes. When, but when you know you say that this is just the band warming up or whatever yeah, kind of well, thing, or just a taped rehearsal, it's it's a tape rehearsal in the way that uh, um, you know James Brown's doing it to death. It's <laughs> right. a taped rehearsal. Well, yeah. It's like well, it's, it's, you it's, tape some rehearsals are better than others. Well, it's like yeah, we've uh, had some tape rehearsals that were not good. <laughs> one of the most badass live bands on earth being conducted live. In a, in a conducted improvisation kind of thing. So, if you taped any of anyone present's uh, rehearsals, it would uh, not not sound like this. No. <laughs> well, no. Even right down to the quality of the recording, it wouldn't sound like this one. Okay, I have an important question. Yeah. At what point does smooth jazz become softcore porn music? <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's, uh, it's the production it's, value. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was gonna say this this isn't quite there, buddy. No, no. Could I be think on, on South you might have porn music on there South. You go. The budget, the budget's too high. <laughs> Red Chew Diaries. <laughs> yeah, it's just great. Well, no. Corner clips are like real short these days, so you gotta get them. You can't this the slow burn shit just yeah. won't fly anymore. I think the guitar works a little fancier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Much like the Beastie Boys, all wah. Is that that's the I heard the the thing the other day is that you know somebody asked Eric Clapton what it was like to be the greatest guitar player in the world. And, 
He said, I don't know, ask Prince. Yeah, ask Prince, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, speaking of that, uh, this was nominated for a Grammy uh, in 03. I think it was well, the 04. It came 04. out in 03, yeah, yeah this Grammy instead of 04. Right. Really, it was nominated for a nominated Grammy. Nominated for a Grammy, yeah. Well, best instrumental. There probably wasn't a lot of competition. That's interesting. I know I know that um, Well, the, the Grammys are always a bit controversial one way or yeah. the other. I mean, there has to be quality involved, but there's usually record sales involved as well. Yeah, yeah. Sure. but it can be record sales cumulative and not just the album specific. Right, right. I mean, if Prince was, if this was his only album, I doubt anyone would be nominating him for Grammys. I mean... Uh, you know, big uh, fight with a record label aside, like Prince made a lot of people a lot of fucking money. So <laughs> even said record labels. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it did lose. It did not win. Um, it Kenny lost G? to close. Kenny G was nominated. Sweet. Uh, it lost to Ry Cooter uh, for Mambo Sinuendo. Sinu fucking Ry Cooter keeps yeah. coming out, man. Yeah. There you go. You know what? I, I think I need to apologize, my friend Tom Mick. I don't think it was Michael Bolton that he despised. It was Kenny, Kenny G. G. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even better. I thought Michael Bolton was kind of cool. He's done some yeah, play yeah. commercials yeah, of his so own. With so, so Michael, Michael, if you're listening, yeah, sorry, I take buddy. it all back. <laughs> Michael Bolton wrote a song with Bob Dylan. So, so that um, there's Cache. That Grammy performance was when Prince came back and he did uh, "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Yeah. Um, that the ending of the Grammy performance and just showed everybody up. Launching his return to the spotlight. There you go. And for a long time being the only thing of Prince you could find on YouTube. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I love Prince's his guitar playing, man. It's so good. It's like a little it's like samples from all kinds of music. I mean there's That's a good description. Shredding there's I mean, he definitely leans on the Hendrix and uh, um, you know, Eddie Hazel kinda you know, psychedelic pentatonic noodling shit. Big time, but I mean, some of these dive bombing things are almost kind of. This is like Steve I stuff, you know. We could Pat go. Matheny, <laughs> don't. Boo. Pat Matheny, yay! <laughs> Not a Pat Matheny fan. He can work that synthesizer. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Prince's guitar playing is great. Even I mean, and this is super down tempo, mellowed yeah. mm -hmm. out. You know, like whatever energy he's at with his guitar playing, he's just okay. doing something really interesting and and like really shredding. You know, it's tasty. Yeah, we've talked about this before as well. That rhythm sections that can play at these kinds of tempos, that oh, can yeah. groove at these kind of tempos, are, are um, a rare and, and right. beautiful thing. Exactly. So, first impressions, well, we kind of gave our first immediate yeah. impressions. How about the, uh, you know... Well, with this song specifically, how about... Uh, how does this song differ from the other three? Or what are your favorite songs on this? I like South Best. It's more of a... I think it's... Or is it Southern? East? They do get kind of... Yeah, it's more... It's hard to tell which one's yeah. which without lyrics. <laughs> there, yes. there are different styles on the album, and one is um, like a... An Arabian feel, you know, it's yeah. got it's got a little bit, and I thought it was like I think that's East, which would make sense. Would he make really sense, should have yeah. like leaned into it and put like you know, horse yeah. flopping sounds on, on, south, on the west, right. <laughs> and on the south have like banjos and fiddles. I can't believe we don't have coconuts in here for some holy shit. There you go, West. <laughs> this particular song, I 
agree with what Logan was saying. The the um, the tremolo work, the uh, vibrato bar work um, on the guitar playing is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's another thing that you know. For a long time, Prince was just sort of seen as like an R and B singer, and people forgot that he played an instrument, much less a <laughs> every, guitar very every well. Every instrument. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Her, he does have like, is like every Prince. I wonder what ten um, years he would have to come out and remind people of that, and then walk away. <laughs> I wonder what guitar he was playing on that song. Uh, he was playing a Strat, Probably a Telecaster, it, I thought. And he brought out the what this, had a whammy though. There were those oh, the whammy, yeah, purple yeah, and shaped. He like could have played symbol. more than one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he yeah. had a bunch of guitars. I think he owns more than one. I believe. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like yeah. A, yeah. Well, that just seems on the musicology wasteful. tour when he did the the Purple Rain shit, he of played course, yeah. the the Leopard Print Telly Hammer Telly. Hammer, yeah, hammer, hammer, and I bet you those were built by uh, like performance guitar or somebody like that in L.A. who makes, you know, super shreddy clones of, of of famous guitars so you can have five five of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that sounds like a, a cheap tour. and reasonable deal. Where <laughs> can I get one? <laughs> uh, performance guitars. I think you can still call them up. I mean, it's a lot of money, but they will build you any damn thing you want. You can go to Universal Studios, too. It's right across the street. It's no worse than a car payment. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. So why why were all the songs exactly 14 minutes? That I don't know. I, I just thought he's, you, pro- he's probably really picky. and You know, I had a theory. When oh, yeah, I first picked out this album like 10 years ago at the, the library, you I heard saw... this before today or yes, before this, this thing. Was, nice. Well, for a while, this, you know, I was sort of... And only he listen says to stuff. you not, doesn't know a lot about Prince. <laughs> I, well, that's the thing is I this may be the only Prince album I've listened to top wow, to bottom. Nice. So, but I saw the cover, I out. saw the track lengths, mm-hmm. I saw the track titles. I assumed this was the soundtrack for some like Weather Channel Two, <laughs> where you know for 14 minutes we would show just graphics showing the the heat and temperature of each city, and then. After 14 minutes, we'd have a one-minute commercial break, and then we would do that Go for the hour. It, right. that, that, that was interesting. I mean, if you look at the cover, it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's everything. Weather, yeah. it, that's what I assumed mm-hmm. this album was going to be, and <laughs> and I think you could still you use could it still for do that. that if you I like. don't know what good it would do you, but you could. You could put it up on YouTube like that. Yeah, there is like a, a technique, an, you know, an artistic technique in any kind of art, really. Yeah. But with music, to be certain, um, or poetry. Is you you um, you create a form. You create something that you have to work within in order to, um, um, well, just to facilitate specific yeah creativity. guidelines. And- so you say it's going to be fourteen minutes. I'm going to make four songs, fourteen minutes, right? And yeah. so you may you may do this before the fact or after the fact, but it's it's a decision you make to kind of um, structure. Yeah. Put a frame around what it is that you've created. Some of these you can tell he was stretching towards the end. There's yeah, like and then you wonder if there's a clock of silence like, at the very end. Some just wind. A, yeah, at we're, the we're, end. <laughs> we're killing it. Yeah, well, let's do it. Limitation creates, you know, creativity. Yeah, ne- necessitates uh, innovation. Yeah, I was so, just wondering if there was some specific reason that he yeah. had stated or you, you think he's in some heard, wacky no. numerology shit? <laughs> Prince? No. no. I saw a whole video on YouTube about how he was a musical prophet of Satan. Oh my God! Thank you for sending me that, <laughs> dude. That was, you uh, need to. Put, oh yeah, I want to. I got put a link that. to that. Oh, that is, is he? Is he really? No. Yeah. Well, it's part of a series, <laughs> and like the next one is Earth, Wind, <laughs> and Fire. Like, I'm yeah. like, why are you so worked up about this? 
I was like, oh, they're all African American uh, performers that they're messing with. And I'm like, oh man, this is going to be racist. And then the people were also African American. I'm like, oh man, it's just religious nuts. Yeah, <laughs> so race has nothing to do with it. It's just religious nuts. It, one of the few times where oh, it's just religious nuts is a step <laughs> in a the right direction. That's the tie that binds yeah. us all together. <laughs> well, shall we move on uh, to uh, the east and see if it's eastern sounding? We get some guitars yeah, on there it is and something. You know, there we go. Tablas. So how edited were these things? I mean, is this going to be just a, an exact 14 minutes from it, or is there like five minutes from one minute and five minutes from another? I bet they were. I bet they were edited to fit the space. Yeah, and that. Um, but that that change right there. Yeah. I mean, with with the sophistication of editing today, I don't think you could tell. It really sounded to me like that was. That live-ish. That yeah. was live, yeah. Yeah, I think most of this is going to be live. I, I really don't see too much editing. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe just, you know, extended solos. Maybe they were, yeah. you know, shrunken <laughs> yeah. a bit. 27 <laughs> minutes is a bit much, James. I mean, we're going to bring this yeah. down to five. I mean, you are a prince, but it was recorded in February, and it came out in May. So it's that's fast. But if they recorded it, you know, you could have um, done each one, uh, you know, I don't know, two hours each, an hour each, and then you just... Took what you wanted. Took what you want, well, it's yeah. 03, so I guess digital is yeah, yeah. becoming the norm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's like this weird, like ghost groove that's not, yeah, not played every time, but strongly implied throughout. So you almost end up like feeling that more than yeah, count, counting to four. And that's John Blackwell for you right there in a nutshell. He's <laughs> so oh, we've suddenly groovy. gone into a completely yeah. different song. This, this did, is why I was asking about you the thought editing, it might be edited. I think like, they just you know, stopped playing. That that first yeah. five minutes was one thing, and then yeah, you, know. you still have the eastern feel and yeah, whatever this east. instrument's supposed to be because it's east. East. But then you have the heavy guitar. Dun, dun, like what dun. I was thinking when it was east, I was thinking New Jersey. But, you know. <laughs> well, you know, well, Bruce it, Springsteen and shit. everything <laughs> is east of something else, I suppose. Yeah, everything is easy. I was going to say, the, the Midwest and the Middle East are not um, <laughs> very central. I don't know. I, I would love, obviously, to have been a fly on the wall or if there was some sort of recording of this, some sort of um, video recording of this yeah. session, just to, just to know. Well, as soon as the uh, lawsuits around right. his estate get settled, <laughs> there might be. Hopefully, we'll vault. all still be alive. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, somebody maybe somewhere will give us some idea. There's a lot of awesome shit in that vault. Yeah, I'm sure. Or at least that's the rumor. I'd love it if they actually opened it up like, nah. Geraldo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's nothing here. So that string instrument, was that a, uh, just an effective guitar? What was a Kyoto? Yeah, that's what it, it sounded it, like. That's clearly what it's trying to sound like. sounded like a Japanese or Chinese string instrument. Yeah. Or, well, or maybe a this facsimile of one, yeah. Recorded in a massage parlor or something. Yeah. Ooh, we got... Backward stuff. So now. the distorted bass, I uh, that's a snare. Hit? Rhonda Smith backwards? said that there's this one particular uh, maybe. Uh, um, you know the plastic chassis uh, Dan electro pedals. 
their fuzz pedal, it's like the 60s fuzz or something, is a straight fuzz. Like it just makes everything into a square wave. You cannot play more than one note at a time or it sounds like hamsters in a blender or something. <laughs> and uh, um, she was like, yeah, it's the best. It's like it's the cheapest piece of crap ever and it's the best fuzz that I've had. It's better than a fuzz face for just like screaming nasty, you know. I think cheap pedals in general, when you find a good one, yeah, then it, it's all fun magic. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so when you when you hear the fuzzed out bass on this, I'm pretty sure that's one of those crappy Dan Electro fuzz pedals. There's several moments in this song where two or more instruments are playing in unison. So. It's either overdubbed or yeah, there's some overdubs. Yeah, yeah, so. so I guess we're going to call it not a live recording. I'll just I don't once, know. I think, I think it's live. No, they could do it. I'm just saying that you'd still have to know what the other person was playing. Well, um, these are motherfuckers that can yeah. read and write, you know. Yeah, like I'm just saying maybe it was crazy. written out. Right? They can read flash it, man. If it wasn't overdubbed, then it was written out. Yeah, it could have uh, been yeah, written out, yeah. 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 I wouldn't or be su- was a really stunning coincidence. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if... I mean, just the same way Zappa could, like, snap his fingers and have his band play yes, yeah, yeah. an entire part of a song in a different musical style or time because they were so well rehearsed. I think the Zappa Prince parallels are pretty goddamn strong, Yeah, man. especially with this. This is probably exactly what he was doing. He was... Like you said, he's flexing the band, but he's also probably um, working his own chops of how he wants to work with them. Exactly, yeah. And uh, just the the discipline of Prince and his band, again, like lines up with Zappa or like James Brown or something like that, where it's just like, no, it's about grooviness and shit that people can get into, not guitar wanking, you know? Except except when it is. Except, Except yeah. when it is. When right. he says to wink. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, he did this on purpose. I mean, I love that, that it's on purpose. And the album before this, which was only re- released like six months, again, on NPG Music site only, uh, was called Expectation. And it was all instrumental like this. It was the first time John Blackwell had played with him. Um, but it, So it didn't have quite the exact time like 14 minutes but every song starts with an x like <laughs> expectation, expectation it accelerates so well they're all capital x's if so you spell them correctly if they you would. spell them correctly they would not but, but he put if x, you're prince yeah he, he's he the only guy that. who can get away with that did you listen to made. expectation at all it was no, ex-wife. Oh, man. ex-wife yeah ex-patriot there you go it's well a, maybe it's for really good yes for all instrumental april in next 2020. year yes well shall we move on to the the next one which i believe is west 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 I don't have any cash to pay the pizza delivery guy. What will I do? That's all right, baby. Come over here. Have some extra sausage. I mean, this this one has <laughs> slipped past jazz fusion and smooth jazz into porn. the, the yeah. realm of, yes, satin sheets poorly lit. <laughs> In a waterbed. In a waterbed, yes. It's beautiful. Sleeve. Somebody's throwing rose petals on yeah. your face and... 
This is a and lovely song making for love to your yeah. belly button for a night out. I put this on couch night, I think. You can drop this right over the sex scenes in uh, the room. There you go. Didn't I hit her? <laughs> Went over my head with that just one. Imagine <laughs> Tommy Wiseau's ass just no. thrusting. Always imagine <laughs> Always Tommy thrusting. Wiseau's ass. Didn't you, Prince have like a jazz project earlier called Madhouse? Yes. Yes. In Is the this 80s. similar to this? Is it different it's, from this? Yeah, it's very similar, uh, especially expectation and um, and that uh, C note, the one I was talking yeah. about earlier. Um, so, but and he even thought about bringing Madhouse back and doing that. Yeah, just putting an album out, but he's like, now nah, just put it out on mine. So besides, like, they all did the- mention that it is a lot similar. It's really similar to those. So this was a side he always had, just didn't show off as right. often. Yeah. This was, for whatever reason, he decided to use this album. Yeah. To- I think Eric Leeds was in Madhouse as well. Who's the the saxophone player here? <laughs> saxophone. He's really letting the band breathe here. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say besides all of his other, you know, chops on guitar. Like, I mean, he could totally pretty much you know cop any style of, of guitar playing but his i think his kind of natural one is sort of a fusion between like hendrix and eddie hazel and santana it's very santana in, in the phrasing Pat you know, lots of, yeah, yeah you stop it with that shit man lots of yeah, right I, I agree with that lots of you know the the more out sort of experimental at least for the time stuff that hendrix did or hazel did but then you know with with uh with uh, Santana, it's bluesy, but it's also very... Um, the phrasing is very... Yeah, and there's a lot of held notes, lots of sustain. You know, yeah. And, it's like screaming Les Paul through a, through a Mesa Boogie kind of thing, but with a lot of, you know, taste. If I remember, you know, how East kind of goes everywhere. It stops, yes. and then there's different parts, and then there's... On it, this one kind of just flows. It just... Yeah, this like, this would boys, be appropriate yeah. for yeah, go guys or a massage people. parlor, yeah, or, or riding Couch a night. raft yeah. down the Colorado River. There you go, but not not in the rapids, just yet. No, 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 in the, yeah, the, <laughs> a, more a canoe on the. Right, yeah. I got nothing. Or for seeing yeah, yeah. the <laughs> predicted highs and lows for I stand, Charlottesville. I stand corrected. This might turn them right now. I was cooking an omelet <laughs> this morning when this was on. It was Debut. Good. It was Perfect good. music for that. Yes. This is omelet cooking music. It comes back. How do you describe this? Well, I guess that is a good question. What genre would you put this in? Is this jazz fusion? Is this just... It's funky, but it's also jazzy. It's not rock. I mean, it's very hard to rock and be instrumental. I think Link Ray may be the only one who pulled that off. Oh, yeah, here's... It does change, man. I'm a terrible fan. Well, it's easy to lose track. I mean, mean, much like metal machine music, you can't really... This... I think it might be a different to just song. This, this yeah. album is very fusion-y, but it's a very specific reference to a very particular period. This is like Return to Forever uh, fusion, like that. This, this especially, I think. Yeah, like this is this is funky, and and like I love that so much because, like I was saying, like those, like everybody in the band was like throwing quotes from, you know. Uh, Kirby Hancock and and uh, and Return to Forever album, you know, yeah, at, like during their their instrumental solos at the concert, and with the production at the, the the sounds of all instruments and things like that, I think it's it's a very direct reference to that period of fusion. 
it, so I like that because I like that stuff. So yeah. you're saying it's <laughs> new age. It's <laughs> elevator music. Uh-huh, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. That's what you're uh-huh. saying. Okay, uh-huh. good. Long we've got that cleared up. Listen to that bass. I wish my dentist would play this, you know? Yeah, th- that's what is you know, sort of the return from everything, the sort of bubbly bass thing. That, oh, yeah. So. Get funky now. Yo, wah guitars. It's apparently a theme. Remember, when we were talking about the Beastie Boys albums, we were talking about how you you were limited a bit by what records what records you could afford and the bins you pulled out for your samples. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if, you know, the next generation... Well, I guess with digital, it wouldn't be the same, but yeah. people will happen upon news, and this will be their sample library. I could see people taking samples from this. The problem is you'd have to remember, okay, it's at 13 minutes and 80 seconds that the really good part I want to get is. And it's Prince, and he would destroy you in the courts. Well, <laughs> He would not let you have these samples. Prince is... <laughs> Estate, estate once that gets settled yeah. in 20 right. if it ever does get settled yeah. Yeah. yeah i was gonna say we'll all just silently hold our breaths for that one um it is weird how he did not like the internet at all when it first came out you can't download my this you can't download that and then he runs npg music club where he's like i'm only releasing this on the internet it's like he it did have a, a complete hot, 180 cold, contentious yeah complete one relationship with it i think he wanted control and the internet just control, was... Right, That's what yeah. it sounds like. He wanted yeah. control. And yeah. Well, rightfully so, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he is a bit but, of a but, control freak. But once freak. the wave has come through, yeah. you got to either write it or... or Ask you, ask or Metallica. Or they, yeah, yeah. they did not fare well. But is that, that, isn't that... Uh, this you know, is, the, this has always been... Yeah, no, awesome. The way that, you know, the music business has worked. You know, they make... We still make a big deal about Ray Charles owning his masters and things like that. You know, like... Um... It's always been a battle against the, you know, as a creative person, against the big other thing that's trying well, and, to... And each new technology upsets that balance. Oh, and yeah. yeah. New victors rise, and, and those who are left behind get trampled. I mean, this... I hate to defend Metallica, but... Well, they did do Lulu. The way, <laughs> the way that they handled bitching about Napster was stupid and evil, but they, they were a, right to bitch about point, Napster. Yeah. They were right to be like... Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. this is a big problem. Like it wasn't. Is, it wasn't. Yeah, this is going to screw us over. Right. You know, not to derail our conversation, but the, the big issue with all of that, to me, it wasn't. It wasn't that people were sharing music, which people thought Metallica were bitching about. It's that someone else was making money off of their music. Yeah. Because Napster's business plan was to sell it and make money off of you know this free music distribution system, and uh, you know. I don't think that's derailing that's at all. Your, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's someone dipping in Prince, your pocket. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and probably that what Prince wanted too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Prince was concerned about. I don't know if he ever quite came to it. Yeah, I don't know that either. I was going to say his his music didn't show up on Spotify until until he died. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no, I no Apple iTunes. I think only a few were on iTunes. Yeah, I I think he partnered with what was it? Title, the one that Jay Z and Beyonce created. But you know. I don't think he's. I think musicians should want to have as much control as they can over their own stuff. Yeah, yeah. but and unfortunately, musicians also can't completely control their own stuff. Too. Yeah. If you put it out there, people are going to do stuff. There's right. a point so. of fame where you first you just want people to hear your damn music, you know? yeah. and then you're like, okay, well maybe I want them to buy it. And then so once you pass that, yeah. Prince was 
obviously a millionaire and uh, way past every that point, yes. every Metallica member is a millionaire. So well, why are you it, bitching about you know exactly. 50, fifteen cents of well, the stream because or whatever? I think but the way I, that he, I get it. He like uh, you know kind of decided how he was going to sell uh, his music and monetize it and and evolve with the technology. I think because he was because he was a millionaire and because he had clout and influence, he was he realized he was one of the people who could shape how that was done. And I think he tried think to he, shape yeah, it. I think he did. Like, and no one else joined him, which is why he looked like <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why he looks like a fucking crazy person. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's one of those things. It's, you know, yeah, I always, if you know, after Prince did that, Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney and Pete Townsend all said, okay, we're gonna set up similar things too. Then. This might become, you know, sort of the rigour. Yeah. Know. Well, I mean, it, this is on some uh, Twilight Zone shit, where it's <laughs> yeah. like if you're the first person like screaming about like the gremlin know, on the, the airplane, gremlin yeah, on the yeah, wing, yeah, it's yeah. like it's a uh, you look like a jerk. <laughs> you look like an idiot, but you know, once well, three other that's people join up. you, yeah, you exactly. save the airplane from going down, then and you look so, like a genius. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a good thing that that Prince was wrong about all this, and the the music industry is. Healthy and well these <laughs> yes. days. Uh, yeah, right. Shall we move on to the 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 final and and one of the five best songs on this album? I think uh, South. <laughs> this uh, yeah, this was the wait. This this was the single, right? No. Yeah. Very parliament. I mean, Prince doesn't have a lot of outsized influences, but George Clinton is definitely one of them. And and James, of course. Yeah. James Brown. Larry Graham, like, kind of like yeah. hung out with him for a while because I think he's he's like uh, and Maceo uh, Parker jo- as well. Jehovah's yeah. Witness guy. Oh yeah, Larry's Rick uh, James. Okay. Larry's the family. Uh huh. Larry's in the family. Yeah. So like they they broke down on that <laughs> pretty heavy. So you guys were, were talking about that a bit. Did he did he recover from his Jehovah Witness? I believe he or did, he's he recovering. Yeah. It. Yeah, it's okay. it's kind of like Bob Dylan. Once he got through his religious period, he just didn't once the say ecstasy anything. kind of starts to yeah. wear off a bit. Um, I don't mean the drug, but you know, yeah, the the, the, the religious the, ecstasy. the religious high then. Hey, you, you become a little more staid in Matt, your, yeah, Matt fellow recovering Catholic. Yeah, you know, yeah. is it, isn't it nice to get that out of your system early on? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it would have. That would have been. I, you know, thinking of that, if I had, if I had come to that in my thirties and had to kind of relinquish it, you know, now that would have that, been far more difficult. Yeah, it'd be a whole different trip, man. Yeah. It'd be it'd be weird. He's he's always been a spiritual guy. Yeah. Um, but Loved he's God, been, but he always had sex mixed in yes, with that. He was, yeah, he was always a sensual guy, even on this album mm-hmm. where he's not saying a single damn thing. It is yeah. sexual. Well, again, that sexual. that uh, that <laughs> Susan Rogers uh, interview, she has some great shit to say about just like the way that he kind of related to sex and sexuality, and you know, in his life and through his music and stuff like that. And it's uh, it's. 
Right, right, yeah. Well, she never, she never, at least the impression I got from that interview was there was never a sense at all of sexual harassment. Yeah, oh, yeah, was, yeah. It was no, more oh, about, no. it was just it's, more it's, about it's open so, pleasure. It's so funny yeah, yeah. that, like, you know, PMRC style, like, Prince was one of the people who was attacked for being vulgar and problematic. And it's, Darling Nikki. Like, his, his uh, uh, take on sex and sexuality is oddly healthy. And, and like, a ref- refreshingly healthy. His masculinity was sort of the opposite of toxic. It was very inviting and uh, well, like you know, like Susan says, it's like you know his songs were never like I'm gonna fuck you. They were like do me, yes. like or we. They were all like yeah. very inclusive. Like let's us together party. You know, not like I'm gonna you know do some Use shit you. to you yeah. or whatever it was always like come on like let's let's do this well, let's pretend we're married said yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. you yeah but uh, i want to be your girlfriend i want to be your lover and if you listen to the the you know i know there's no lyrics on this but you know if you listen to the the most controversial or uh what would you call it? Lambasted? Yeah, yeah, like lyrics in the Prince canon, it's like, and you kind of break them down, they're like, no, that's that's a super healthy, uh, totally fine thing well, for uh, Masturbation's okay, just Master, don't yeah. do it in a hotel lobby. <laughs> you can use but a magazine just in the privacy of your own That'll world. end your career these days. Like that crazy video you sent me, um, Sister, <laughs> incestual. Yes. Yeah, very incestual. You did. But, well, I don't know much about Jehovah Witnesses, but... Um, I do know that Christianity Would can you, be fairly malleable, right? So you can there find, is a range of Christianity. You can find the corner that might suit your your uh, you know your own proclivities. Personally, I would I would just pick a religion that was a little more I don't know. Um, he didn't go Scientology, which is a no, plus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, yeah, yeah. So that's a plus. And, yeah. and, and certainly, I don't want to disparage anyone's faith. I'm just saying, there's a lot of religions out there. Pick should, one that works for you. Yeah, yeah. Check check them out. There's some yes. kind of... I'll disparage Scientology. Really yeah. cool ones. <laughs> but, uh, no, he said religion. <laughs> oh, religion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just Sorry. listen to Sorry. Prince. You yeah, know, I just like that's Prince. good religion. Prince is, like, besides all his awesome music, like, really... Uh, um, and he I was think, on the Muppets I think tonight. His, <laughs> his, his biggest contribution to the world is that he, like... I don't know. He, he taught kind of square people that they should be, like, fucking kind of sleazy. Yeah. And that's stop being so square. Yeah, it's okay to that's a, embrace that's a beautiful your sexuality. Thing, you know? So he's kind of like the motley crew of the Midwest. <laughs> yes, motley I crew. Put it that and, way so much, yeah, that's but. what opened me up sexually. Was a uh, <laughs> Doctor Feel Good. Yeah, I don't want to know yeah. what opened you up sexually. Yeah. <laughs> that's really a different don't. podcast, yeah, and you don't. have to pay a, to the Patreon to get that one. Well, so, we should have been having this discussion over uh, uh, was it East? East, yeah, over yeah, East. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, South. Uh, go so south. this Rainbow Children was 2001, yeah. and this is 03. So it he's he didn't really want to, or at least didn't sing too much, you know, in his albums. He had expectation, and then he had this one. So he had Rainbow Children, where he really went into the Jehovah's Witness stuff, and then he's just like, okay, I'm gonna wait a few years, and then. Then Musicology came out, and, and that there, was sort of an attempt at it kinda, commercial comeback. Kinda was, he was, yeah. He wanted to come back, deliberately to trying say. to hit the charts and not just yeah. express his devotion. So I it, mean, yeah, it was it's really good that I, I, that's one of my favorite albums, Musicology. Yeah. We're at like yeah, like fifty beats per minute, <laughs> fifty. And they're but you grooving. can't fall asleep. There's too many. Wow, wow. It is yeah. It is so easy to let stuff like this fall apart. 
Yeah. Or within a within a you know a short period of time, a few bars, you're speeding up. Yeah. Well, even one of my favorite bands of all time, The Minutemen, you know, joked about how like uh, when they would do like a shuffle or like a cop like a goofy style, like they would do it for you know approximately 10 seconds at a time because they knew they couldn't keep that together for more than that and they were just like we had to move on and you know and that had this like, a, a cool effect but they were just like we could fake it for approximately this long and that's how long we did it not a second longer so is this i've listening to your podcast i know you'll probably yeah. say it later but is this something you can have in the background at a party uh, or is this too cacophonous I, I don't or think too it's distracting it certainly distracting. would be easier to digest at a party than say metal machine music last week's episode um <laughs> oh, i think it's something that grabs you it can grab you periodically though i think this yeah. is if this was on at a party you would there'd be people it's stopping not distracting and asking what it was but, yeah right? it is yeah. still engaging i we had we had a, a freak uh, spring blizzard a couple of weeks ago and i dug through my vinyl collection and and lined up you know a couple like four or five hours of uh fusion nonsense and uh this would have fit right in with my Lenny White solo records and, you know, live Return to Forever nonsense and just, yeah, this is awesome. I might listen to this when I get home. Yeah, phenomenal. And listen to Expectation. Yeah, I got it. It's got Blackwell. It's also instrumental, um, but it's got like 10 tracks. So glad you mentioned that. I'm interested in that now. I want to check it out. Really, one of the best... Which Prince album should we avoid? Which one's like the worst one? Is it Come? Is it... Batman? Uh, well, Batman is Batman is phenomenal. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Calm is also fucking phenomenal. Yeah, you got the listen to Black album? Nope. Listen okay. to that one. Yeah. Um, there is one. Uh, Chaos and Disorder. Chaos and Disorder. Chaos and Disorder, avoid. Okay. Um, unless you're, like you say, a completist. A, a completist. You, you well, that is my sickness, which is, I think, part of why I don't get into, say, Frank Zappa, because I'm a completist, and that's yeah, 68 <laughs> albums <laughs> all of your time. Yeah, that, that is a commitment I'm not ready to make yet. Hey, you know, so. I, have, I have most of them. I don't have all of them. I, I'm not even sure that Dweezil has all of them. Did you attack pedal? Yeah, that's okay. What's what, that? That was Whammy Pedal. That was the oh yeah 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 the <laughs> sh- <laughs> tracking of a of a OG Whammy Pedal. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, if you say what Prince album should you listen to, where, where, you where do you yeah. start? I mean, <laughs> no, if you're not going to get a compilation, where should you start? Yeah, where should you start? Well, I guess it depends on what you're into. Are you into rock? Are you into R and D? Are you into eighties music? The yeah. self-titled. Uh, the Prince second? album, the, yeah, that the that, first one, the or? one with his big goofy face on it, is, the mustache album. No, that's, uh, that's the second one. Uh, Four used the first one. Yeah, um, that second one, one is that just Prince. This, the second one, the self-titled yeah. Prince album, is fantastic. Phenomenal, yeah. Just uh, great. Purple Rain, obviously, obviously. Um, duh, and uh, watch the movie. Sign of the Times is kind of regarded as his uh, Dark Side Under of the, the Moon cherry or something. Moon, like yeah. that. It's the only good yeah. one. Um, <laughs> I liked Under the Cherry Moon. There was a lot of French um, Get, uh, aspects in it, and Wee. Mountain. Any, and, any of those? Yeah. Um, later, though, Musicology obviously. Yeah, is, Musicology is great. Is the, what we would do. How about like the the, the newer newer stuff, like Plectrum? Or, Ooh, yeah. Even the there was 2010. There's one called 2010 yeah. that I'm listening to now. Yeah, and it, it, that's listen to that yeah, digital garbage good. on yeah. the Digitech <laughs> Whammy pedal. God, those pedals suck. They track like garbage. <laughs> You say Prince has something that sucks? Is that what you're saying? No, they're fantastic. I, <laughs> hey, I, I played a, a bass solo on the Theodore Tribute thing that uh, Tom, Ar- it was Arlo or somebody wrote a review about and was like, 
cool, like, weird resonance guitar solo. It was like... <laughs> well, what about Rave Unto You, the one with all the guest stars? Rave Unto the Joy Fantastic yeah, is what with, that's uh, called. Yeah, Cheryl Crow uh, and Ani yeah, DeFranco. And that is... Yeah, that's, that one's I know good. somebody who's... The, that's their favorite album. <laughs> that one felt like, you know, I'm like, wow. Supernatural made Santana a star again. Let's do yeah. that. He changed record labels and they, to Arista, obviously, well, which is go, Santana's. So. And Clive said, let's, I have an let's idea. Let's do that again. That worked for me last time. We'll get Rob Thomas to <laughs> sing okay. Smooth with right. you. We'll all be great. Yeah, yeah. It, it's okay. It, there were some good songs on there. Um, yeah. But I like that one. Man, think about Ween. We talked about these Ween's, Ween albums before, right? And like Ween is. I, those guys are huge fans of Prince, and so I feel incomplete not mentioning them <laughs> in this. Uh, in the you know on this I, one you know, now, now that I am more familiar with Ween and I can, just that I definitely that, can hear that that juxtaposition between something like a like let's say just a clonking away robotic drum machine and just a drunken sloppy guitar solo that makes shit seem human and sticks everything together. It's like they learned that from Prince. Yeah, and I don't really know of any musician who's not a Prince fan. If if you play it all and, and you know Prince exists and you've heard anything, then you're a fan. It's just, you have to be. He plays everything. He's a musical genius. Makes, mm. Well, and again, like Zappa, there is an extensive catalog, and if you are a, a obsessive completist, it, it can be daunting. This is, so. I'm, I, as we're... Talking, yeah, especially looking, if you know, say they aren't available on Spotify right. until last year, so you don't even. I'm looking over the 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 list of albums. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that one. When you ask which one should you start with, I'm like, damn it, this is a really good one to start with, or this one. It, uh, Crystal Ball is really good. Emancipation, both three disc albums. That that um, that's a three that's CD a bit albums. daunting for us. Back three to back, CDs. I know back to back. Was... Yeah, '96 and '98, he did Emancipation three CDs and Crystal Ball three CDs. I think we're all in agreement mm. that this is um, this is an album of, despite being recorded in a day. I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but this is an album of quality. Yes. Do we? Uh, um, we're not really thumbs up, thumbs down people, but no. um, you know, um, is this is does, does is, this fit with Prince? How big a out? I mean, I guess how big of an outlier? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, you were talking about the other instrumental album and in his Madhouse project. So I'm I'm going to say this is probably. Just something he's always had in his it back It was a pocket. phase he went yeah. through, yeah. 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 All right. So Outlier is in um, If You Know Purple Rain and If You Know Yeah, if all you've last, got right, is the, the greatest hits. The last then, five yeah. albums, then this is definitely an Outlier. Um, yeah, but you'll detour. still like this. Yeah, if oh. you like, it's not like, you know, it's some albums where if you're a fan of the artist, you'll hate this album. Right. If you're a fan of this album, you'll hate the rest of the artist. This, this fits in with Prince. I mean... If you're only looking for songs you can sing along to and dance to, this may be <laughs> this a challenge. Might not be the one, yeah. I've never heard this at a sporting event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but you know, other than that, I mean, we would definitely. I would recommend it. Yeah, I would definitely yeah. recommend it. Yep. Um, big time. Nice. Big time recommendations. All right. Well, I guess that will probably wrap it up for this week. Um, is there anything you want to plug? How can people follow the Gons or Ground Above Zero? Uh, we there's this uh, website called Facebook, I think. Facebook, um, yeah, right there Ooh, down. Is that the, the Mike Zuckerberg it's gonna thing? Be big. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Okay. That's his name. The new friendster. <laughs> uh, we are on Facebook as uh, the Gons Band and uh, Ground Above Zero. And this will um, be dropping like April 23rd. Any 23rd? Oh, sweet. Any gigs coming come, up soon? Come out to Lions Lair on April 26th. The Gons are going to be playing with Sunset Drive. 
And a third band that was just added that I don't remember their name. So I'm sure they're gonna yeah. blow you both out of the water. <laughs> I think I've seen them. Uh, I, I've yeah, I've I those guys. Yeah, play and, with uh, <laughs> band I've just heard of lots of times. So. And Ground Above Zero is recording uh, their second album. Second um, that is a band with my wife Heather, who will be doing a podcast here one day. Hopefully, we've in been the next... talking about time for a long yeah, time. A lot of time, now. yes. Oh um, God, yes. Uh, can't it, wait to listen to that again. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, this will be a special episode <laughs> when we get to it. Mirth. Gore, Gore versus Goom is playing at Foco MX on the twenty oh, seventh yeah. of nice. April. Well, there you go. So drive up to Fort Collins. Oh, so if you're live in Fort Collins for the, so I will be hungover. And yeah, drive up there. Is uh-huh. not someone else Goom be... doing some recording now too? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're recording some some back catalog that so, needs to be. Uh, so recordings are still a viable yeah. thing that musicians do. We like to even record, yes. if there's no money. We, in per- it. we prefer wax cylinder. <laughs> Well, luckily, it just the, sounds better. If you the come to the Gons, the cost of recording has gone down substantially. Yes. So if you it does, they degrade quickly, though. If yeah. you come to the Gons show, we will give you well, a CD. Part of the magic, yeah, we'll give you a free CD. So there you go. And, we'll uh, follow yeah. them on the Facebook. And the activists hopefully will be doing something soon. Someday. Yeah, you never <laughs> know. Again, oh, they will. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, we get big news to follow. Big news yeah. to follow. Uh, I give people hear. Uh, free yeah. CDs. But I make them promise that they they actually have something they can play it on. <laughs> right. We have tried to give away CDs, and oh, I'm sorry, I don't have a CD. Wait, player. there's no download really? code in those. Yes. No. So yeah, to first, give me a new to, laptop first I have to make work, sure that I they know what they are, and then, yes. and then go up from there. This is a small record. <laughs> well, I'd like to give a big uh, thumbs up to the Gons, who are fucking awesome. Oh, thank and, you. And, yeah, uh, that's all. Contain that's all Jeff uh, one of the. They just need more symbols. The best uh, rhythm sections <laughs> in Denver. Jeff and Matt. Wait, no, that's Kelly and no, Matt. No, that's, yes. that's Kelly and Matt. Right. Yeah. Yes. We, were, uh, in, we are in The Inactivist as well. That's, yes. That's how we honed our skills together. Is Correct. Playing and as a testament, very different styles. Very different styles. Indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You learn to ignore our playing, then you can play <laughs> with just, anybody. Yeah, you can play with anybody. <laughs> They're big Prince fans. <laughs> and we are. Now, I don't know about Matt. I'm going to have to turn him on to news. Well, yes. it's... He like, would dig it, man. I bet he would dig oh, news. Man, yeah. He's going to have to listen to this podcast, so I'm sure he'll... Well, I don't, I don't even think he listened to his own episode, I, he honestly. Didn't. No, I listened to his episode. That was a good one. Yeah. We're going to edit this out, by the way. This the ween has one. been chopped off minutes ago. Nah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, um, that'll wrap it up. This is Scott Livingston. Logan Renard. <laughs> Matthew Marr. Finish your, finish your beer, Logan. And Kelly Prestridge. Thank you for having Logan me, guys. Logan And <laughs> tune, in, <laughs> tune in next week when we will try and figure out who this artist is. 